I heard a story this past week that I think fits really nicely with the story we're going to hear from Jesus in our gospel reading in just a little bit. It's a story about a man who owned a mid-sized trucking company in the Chicago area. And one particularly good year, this owner decided to reward his employees for all their hard work with a, a very sizable Christmas bonus. In fact, in his 25 years in business, it was the largest Christmas bonus he'd ever awarded. It was that good of a year, and he wanted to share the bounty with his employees. But, but how to distribute it? So he thought about it, and he decided that what he wanted to do was anyone who was on the payroll December 20th that year, no matter how long they'd worked for the company, if they were on the payroll on December 20th, when the Christmas bonus checks were written, they would receive the same sizable bonus. Again, the biggest bonus he'd ever awarded in the history of his company. Well, you can imagine the joy, right? The sheer joy on people's faces when they opened those envelopes and they saw those great big checks and they saw their own name right there on the check. But you know, after a bit, as people do, they compared checks. How much did you get? How much did you get? Right? And if you can believe it, the owner began receiving angry phone calls, at home even, from outraged employees wondering why the new guy in accounting was getting the same bonus as they were. This is not a new problem, apparently. Compare that story to our reading from Matthew chapter 20, verses 1 through 16. Jesus said, For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with the laborers for the usual daily wage, he sent them into his vineyard. When he went about nine o'clock, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And he said to them, You also go into the vineyard, and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. When he went out again, about noon and about three o'clock, he did the same. And about five o'clock, he went out and found others standing around. And he said to them, why are you standing here idle all day? They said to him, because no one hired us. He said to them, you also go into the vineyard. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his manager, Call the laborers and give them their pay, beginning with the last and going to the first. When those hired, about five o'clock came, each of them received the usual daily wage. Now when the first came, they thought they would receive more, but each of them also received the usual daily wage. And when they received it, they grumbled against the landowner saying, These last worked only one hour, and you have made them equal to us who have borne the heat of the day and the scorching heat. But he replied to them, Friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for the usual daily wage? Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give to the last the same as I give to you. Am I not allowed? 
to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or are you envious because I'm generous? So the last will be first, and the first will be last. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. So if it's one thing we're pretty good at as humans, it's complaining. We could talk all day about injustice, especially when we think we're the ones who are the victims of injustice. It started out when we were kids, I suppose, complaining about your sister's ice cream, right? Even though we got exactly what we asked for, mint chip with sprinkles or whatever. I don't know what kind of ice cream you like. But then we looked over at our sister's dish and we were just certain that hers, for some reason, was better, right? You wouldn't think it was possible to actually complain while eating ice cream. But anyone with children knows this is not only possible, but a regular occurrence. Practically guaranteed to happen. As we get older, we grow even more proficient in examining the world and finding those places where we feel like we're getting a raw deal, and then complaining to anyone who will listen. Now, I want to be clear so you don't get me wrong here about what I'm saying. I'm not saying that we should never cry for justice, because rooting out injustice is important, and I assure you God is in favor of justice. Let's be sure that women are getting equal pay for equal work, that that people are not being profiled for crimes just because of the color of their skin, that our kids are being treated fairly in the classroom, that their different learning styles are being accommodated. We're We're not talking about those cries for justice. This is a very different cry for justice that, that this parable encapsulates. It's, it's one rooted not in a cry for equity, right, but in jealousy and envy over generosity extended to someone else in their time of need. The same generosity that we've received, right? The kind of generosity that bothers us because it makes people we think who are inferior to us equal to us. We'll get back to that in a second. Today in our gospel reading, Jesus tells a story about the generosity of God. A generosity so great that depending on how you look at it, you might even say that God isn't being fair. That's right. The kingdom of heaven could be accused of being unfair. Let me unpack this parable again. A farmer says Jesus needs help in his vineyard, needs workers, right? So he goes to town, he finds a group of willing workers, and agrees to pay them the usual daily wage. This is the life of a day laborer in Jesus' day. They got up in the morning, they went to the town square, they hoped that they'd be hired, given the dignity of a day's work for a day's pay, and first thing in the morning, this farmer hired some of them. On their way to the farmer's field, they they would have been feeling great joy, at their fortune. For this day, at least, they would have enough for their daily needs. Mid-morning, we get the first glimpse that this, is, uh, this farmer isn't like other farmers. No one goes back to hire more workers in the middle of the morning, but this farmer does. At 9 a.m., he goes back to the city center and finds more people in need of work. 
So he hires them. Even, even though the day is a third over, he asks them to go to work for him, telling him that he'll pay them what's right. No specific dollar agreement, just what is right. And they agree. At noon, he goes back to town again in search of more workers. He sees some guys hanging out on the corner, invites them to come work for him, and he agrees to pay them what is right. At three in the afternoon, if you can believe it, the farmer goes back downtown again, and when he sees a couple of guys with nothing to do, he hires them for the last three hours of the day and once again promises simply to pay them what is right. Finally, at 5 p.m., hard as it is for me to figure out why, he goes to town one last time. The place is practically deserted, except for just a couple of folks who were still there without work all day. But still there, hoping against hope for some kind of work that day. And even though it's just one hour before quitting time, he hires them too. So if you're keeping score... By the end of the day, there's five different groups of workers in the vineyard who have worked 12 hours, 9 hours, 6 hours, 3 hours, and 1 hour. And now it's time for them to be paid. Remember, the farmer only has a specific agreement with the first group who has worked 12 hours. The agreement was for a denarius, the ordinary daily wage. It wasn't a lot of money. It was barely enough to feed your family. For the day. This was subsistence living. But in that economy, it was a fair wage for 12 hours of work nonetheless. But this, uh, this vineyard owner decides he's going to pay the latecomers first. And he pays those who worked one hour a denarius, a full day's wage. Rich generosity, right? These latecomers weren't expecting it. They were just hoping, I'm sure, for the equivalent of a, of a few dollars in our economy, enough to maybe buy a loaf of bread to share with the whole family when they got home. And instead they got a whole day's pay. What a, what a moment of joy. Right? But in the face of such generosity, those who worked longer suddenly got really good at math. Especially those who worked 12 hours. If the people who worked one hour got one denarius, they should get 12, right? We're good at math when it works in our favor, right? The prospect of getting two weeks worth of pay for one day worth of work must have made their heads spin with delight. But no. No, they were paid exactly as they had agreed. One denarius. And all of a sudden, lo and behold, this payment that they gladly agreed to in the morning becomes horribly unjust. Is this any way to run a farm? Hmm? You can't make them equal to us. We have worked all day. We are the ones who toiled and and sweated and have blisters and sore backs to prove it. And you pay us the same as these latecomers. But the farmer insists he's right. They were paid according to the agreement. If he wants to be generous and pay the latecomers the same, that's up to him. He essentially says, get over it. (laughs) Stop resenting my generosity. So here's the hard part. 
This is a really hard text to preach to those who feel like they're the ones in the story who showed up at 6 a.m. ready for work in the heat of the day. I really have no idea how to preach this story to people who want to look at it from a farm economics perspective. Honestly, this is no way to run a farm. You, you can't keep paying people for 12 hours when they only work 9 or 6 or 3 or, or 1. And that these are Jesus' words, plain as day, saying this is what the kingdom of heaven is like. It's not fair. Especially for those who've been working in the vineyard since dawn. If you feel like you're one of those early risers toiling on behalf of God since first light, you're not going to feel like... You're not always going to enjoy working for this God of ours all the time, especially when he decides to be generous with someone else. You're allowed to be mad at that if you want, right? In fact, the Psalms are, are peppered with the words of the faithful, aghast at God's failure to be fair. I mean, goodness, you could even kill the owner's son if you wanted to, but to be fair, we tried that already, and he just rose from the dead three days later. When he says he can do what he wants with what is his own, he's, he's pretty much spot on. Now, as I said, this may be a really hard word for us on days when we feel like we've been toiling in the heat of the day while others show up late and are made equal to us. They receive the same measure of God's grace. But boy, I got to tell you, this is an unbelievable word for us and for others who for one reason or another weren't hired with that first batch of workers. If you were one of those deemed too weak or too pale or too tired looking or too ugly or too broken or too smelly or sleepy or lazy or too anything, right? This is a really great story. I don't suppose there's anybody listening or watching today who ever feels like that. Are there any among us Anybody listening, anybody watching who's hungry or tired or beaten down by your shortcomings and failures? Anyone listening or watching who's been told they probably won't amount to much because you just, well, you don't work hard enough or you just, oh, you don't have the right stuff, huh? Right qualifications. Anyone been passed over for a better looking, more qualified candidate? Maybe so. It's not just me. Just in case, I'll keep preaching. (laughs) To the so-called losers and latecomers and life strugglers and lost, behold, the most generous being in the entire universe. Your whole life, people might have told you that you weren't good enough. Today, this God, through his Son, Jesus Christ, says, you're getting paid the whole lot anyway. Forgiveness, love, mercy, a steady job as a witness to God's grace and the new life that's found in His Son, Jesus Christ. An eternity in the kingdom of heaven that starts today. It's all yours, right here, right now. He knows you showed up late and worn out. He knows you're not as strong as some of the others. He knows you're so often broken and lost and confused. And other times, jealous and petty, right? None of that matters to Him. You're hired don't ask too many questions. Just, just get to work. 
And should the other workers complain about your generous pay, don't worry. They'd probably complain while eating ice cream, too. Let us pray. Generous God, give us grace to rejoice in all that you have given us. On days when we rise to the occasion and on days when we fail and you love us and use our gifts anyway. When we receive your graciousness, whether it's with joy or envy, use us to bless the world with your love. In Jesus' name, amen.